Do you believe in ghosts? Uh, not really. Nah. On a good day. What about on a bad day? On a bad day, sometimes I think that there's otherworldly presences watching me in the dark, but... I've never had the means or the time and energy to prove it, so it's still all up in the air for me. On a bad day for me, I'm getting possessed by an old man and forced into taunting teenagers who broke into this convenience store that I owned in life. Are you sure that wasn't a bad fun dip trip? Because that sounds eerily like a bad fun dip trip. Uh, I did have some friends over last week and we got into some stuff. See, those commercials on TV are right. That stuff causes problems. Smile dip, not even once. Not even once. This is your brain on smile dip. Any questions? Uh, yeah, a few, but I'll save them for later. Welcome to Into the Falls, a Gravity Falls podcast. I'm Mary, and I know lots of things. I'm AJ, and I know nothing. This is a podcast where I guide AJ through the wonderful weirdness of Gravity Falls, my favorite show that he has never seen. If you're a new arrival like me, or looking to relive some crazy summer memories, come with us, and let's dive into the falls. My family did live in a haunted house in New Orleans when I was really little. Oh, wow. Yeah, I don't remember any ghosts, but my sister said she saw one. My parents said there was just something off about the house. Like, they, they would go into my sister's room because she insisted on sleeping in their room for, like, months. And they finally went into her room and they were just overcome with this feeling like something's wrong. Like, there's something really creepy about this room. Yeah, you get that overwhelming feeling. There's only really one thing to do is just get out of there. Yeah. Also, I went to the third most haunted campus in America. Are you kidding me? According to one list, yeah. Wow. Yep, here it is. Number three, Hollins University, Roanoke, Virginia, according to Online Schools Center, is the third most haunted college campus in America. Wow. And you know what? What? I believe it. I absolutely believe that it's haunted. Uh, Number two is Penn State. Number one is Ohio University. (laughs) You know what? Of course it's Ohio. I'm not convinced there's anyone alive in Ohio. Yeah, it's all, it's all, they're, they're, they're all just ghosts. It's all a hallucination. I did live in uh, one of the most haunted buildings on campus for three out of the four years I was there. Jeez, how did you manage three out of four years if you knew it was haunted? Uh, I knew it was, but I never directly had a paranormal experience myself, but I knew people who did. And like, you'll have to take that with a grain of salt because I just don't believe that these are the kind of people who would make that up. But I also never saw it directly. Yeah, it's all fun and games until it happens to you. Yeah, you like you go there and you hear all these ghost stories, but then like you look through old documents and old yearbooks and stuff and like there is stuff to back it up. Like, yes, this student existed. Yes, this student died. Jeez, that's wild. Some of the ghost stories they would tell us, like, were total bullshit. Like, they would do ghost tours every year around Halloween. I went to one my freshman year. And that year, I was living in, like, one of the newer buildings that was built in, like, the 60s. And they told this story about, like, a little girl named Jenny who, like, her mom worked at the school and she, like, lost her ball 
in the site where the building was going to go and she went to get it and the construction workers didn't notice her and they like poured cement over her. And I'm like, that's just the plot of Monster House. That didn't happen here. You know, that is the plot of Monster House. It's been, it's been so long since I've seen that movie. It's like, did did I even see it? Did it even happen? Ooh, I have another ghost story. So freshman year, uh, I was sitting in my friend's dorm room and I was reading an ep- excerpt from this book about haunted places in the city where our school was and it like immediately starts with holland stories and one of them was that a girl who lived on the second floor of the building where i lived most of the time i was there i think the story was just that she was so stressed out from finals that she hanged herself in the closet my friend knew someone who lived on the second floor of that building and they had a closet door that would just open and close on its own and, like, she and her roommate just made a joke of it. Like, oh, they, they would, like, have an argument and the closet door would move and they'd be like, see, closet ghost agrees with me. They did not know this story. And my friend told them this story and she said her friend went white in the face. And I didn't, I didn't know about her friend when I was reading this. It was just in the book. God. This is... I... <laughs> I reiterate, it's all fun and games until there's actually a fucking ghost. Yeah, that's why you better uh, reevaluate your belief system there, AJ. I think I may have just been converted. You might want to play it safe because we are talking about The Haunted Dusk to Dawn in Gravity Falls Season 1, Episode 5, The Inconveniencing. I notice a lot of horror titles are like that. It's like The Noun or The Gerund. It'll be like The Shining, The Entity, The Thing, The Haunting, The Happening. The Mist, The Village. The Blair Witch Project. That's too long. It's got to be just one word. (laughs) Like Halloween. No, I mean like the something. Yeah. But it's something like really vague, like like the fog. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, just 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 singular nouns or or verbs like those are really good horror titles, too. Like I said, Halloween, uh, saw, uh, us, us. Or they're just like straight up threats, like get out. Yeah, or don't look under the bed. Oh, I just thought of another the one. The bye-bye man. No, no, because it's got to be the and then one word. Oh, fine. Can't, can't we just make exceptions? No! The thing, the entity, the happening, the haunting, the innocence, which is a great, very underrated movie and I highly recommend it. It's an adaptation of The Turn of the Screw and it was a big influence on The Haunting of Bly Manor. It's way better than The Haunting in my opinion. I haven't seen that one because I don't watch horror films. I don't like them. Then what are we doing here, AJ? Whatever. I I somehow find myself unintentionally watching some horror-like. In a college class, we had to do a project on a film and uh, the group I'm in, they chose I Know What You Did Last Summer. So that was technically the first horror film I've ever seen. No shit. That's fitting since it's a teen horror movie. Yeah. And then me and my friends are watching JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, Diamond is Unbreakable. And the sheer amount of absolutely horrific moments I've come across is like, I didn't sign up for this. And yet it's there. The horrific Mormons? You didn't sign up for horrific Mormons? No, I didn't sign up for horrific Mormons. But you know what? We're not here to talk about horrific Mormons. We're here to talk about horrifically behaved children. Exactly. And now a brief recap of Gravity Falls Season 1, Episode 5, The Inconveniencing, aired July 13th, 2012. Dipper's in love! Or 12-year-old's approximation of love, which is a giant crush on Wendy, the cool teen cashier at the Mystery Shack. 
In an effort to impress her and fit in with her cool teen friends, Dipper lies and says he and Mabel are 13, making them technically teenagers. So the kids are able to tag along with the group as they break into an old abandoned convenience store rumored to be haunted after the proprietors died inside the building. They have a rebellious good time with free reign of the old merchandise, especially Mabel, who starts tripping on illegal expired candy. That means she's of no use when Dipper starts seeing strange things around the store and no one believes him. And one last attempt to impress the teenagers, Dipper ends up accidentally summoning the vengeful spirits of the store's former owners, who possess Mabel and punish Wendy's friends in ironic and terrifying ways. Dipper and Wendy hide long enough to figure out that the ghosts have a vendetta against teenagers, and after admitting that he's actually 12 and doing a cute little dance in a lamb costume, Dipper calms the spirits of the elderly couple and saves the others. Wendy covers for him when her friends come to and tells them he fought the ghosts like a badass, cementing her as probably the coolest person there. Oh, and Stan's been watching an old black and white period drama this whole time. Dipper and Mabel come home at sunrise and see him throw the TV out the window when he gets mad at one of the characters. The end. Where are their parents? Uh, well, Dipper and Mabel's parents, uh, sent them away, so they're somewhere. I don't know where everyone else's parents are while this is going on. They're not being super attentive. This is just a case of Ed, Ed, and Eddie where there are no parents. Oh, always Ed, Ed, and Eddie with this guy. Hey, at least I'm not referencing DuckTales for the umpteenth time. You just did, AJ. Damn it. The inconveniencing. Did you notice all the episode descriptions on Disney Plus are just like one sentence that's like barely covers the plot? Yeah, it's like uh, it's like it's like Netflix. Yeah, but we were talking about this uh, when I was on Charlie and Ella's show, how like this one is Dipper tries to impress Wendy. And I was like, well, they can't like say something that's going to spoil the episode. So we were like cracking jokes about like this thing happens that's going to be super important later for spoiler reasons. And uh, of course, that all got cut because they also have a non-spoiler podcast. Oh, there's a longer description here if you like click on it and then exit it. When Dipper tries to impress Wendy, he ends up in an old abandoned store that may be haunted. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> but AJ, the last time we talked, I asked you to predict what was going to happen with Gideon and the journals. And you said something about someone sacrificing a goat. I... You said you were going to wait for the goats to show up? I believe I said that, yes. I am going to predict that by the end of this season, someone in this town, probably not a main character, but somebody will be sacrificed to said god. Probably. I was going to make a joke about a goat's head. It's probably going to be that. Somebody's just going to find some poor hapless goat, and there you go. That's our sacrifice. There is a goat in the first shot of this episode. Did you notice him? Oh, yes, there is. And, like, he's just there. He's just, bah, and then we forget about him for the rest of the episode. Oh, my God, I forgot he was in the pilot. This isn't the first time we saw him. I was, like, I was listening to you say that last time, and I was, like, oh, my God, the goat's, like, in the next episode. He's going to lose his shit. And then I was, like, oh, no, he's, like, front and center in one of the first scenes of the first episode. (laughs) (laughs) But he's there. He's He's here. They're all here. You know who else is here is Wendy and all her cool teen friends. What's your first impression of those guys? Uh, they're just a bunch of dumb. 
like although i think i i think my favorite is thompson because he's just the dumbest he's just he's just a big old goof do you feel a kinship with him yes because i too am a big old goof i'm pretty sure thompson is voiced by michael rianda i could be wrong i have the wiki page up here so i can check all right yep michael rianda voiced thompson and lee the 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 blonde haired guy right uh i think so i kind of ship lee and nate they have good chemistry yeah i can see that it's a good ship name too late ah very fitting for teenagers we don't we don't want knee (laughs) i would personally prefer late but i mean if you want to call it knee so we're not the podcast hosts who say knee god i feel like i should get that reference but i it's totally god where help me help me knee knee i'm drawing a blank knee who are you we are the knights who say me. Uh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad. Well, AJ, I'm just going to let uh, the listeners bully you for not getting it. Yes, please. Wherever you're watching this or listening to this, leave me a mean comment. Go to Twitter at the Falls cast at AJ underscore the underscore Blue Jay and just bully the shit out of me. Do it. He's super into it. Okay. But the main teenager of the bunch is our good friend Wendy, who hasn't really had a lot of focus up to now, but this is really fleshing out her character. So what do you think of her? Yes, I'm really, it's really nice to see some other characters get some development. And I mean, it's cool to see uh, what Wendy likes to do. And it's, it's very much just normal stupid out in the woods teenage things this very much felt like even though i've never seen stranger things it felt this whole episode felt like it uh could have very well fit into that oh yeah i I can see what you mean that and the fear street trilogy that just came out so alex hirsch talked a lot in the episode commentaries about how he had this sort of guideline that whenever we saw a side character again if it was like the third or fourth time we were seeing them we had to like learn something new about them that makes sense yeah so this is like the third or fourth time we've seen wendy and this is when we find out like what her friends are like and more of her personality because up to now like we've we've gotten her personality but we haven't really gotten her character, so to speak. Yeah, and uh, her friends are just a bunch of dumb people looking to have some dumb fun. And God, I see on the wiki just Lee and Nate uh, holding Thompson up upside down. And I cannot get that picture out of my head of that little gumball or whatever it was going into his belly button. Like, that's so gross. It was a jelly bean. And yes, it was disgusting. I wrote that down. I wrote gross ass jelly bean shot. I mean, there's so many like split second gross moments or like split second gags in this episode. Like, uh, like, like the goat. Dipper says cool when they go on the roof. And then there's a uh, there's a cooler that says cool on it. Oh, I didn't notice that. The newspaper inside the, uh, inside the, uh, Dusk to Dawn, uh, was a cheese crust on pizza declared cool. Declared delicious. Declared delicious. Yeah, that Thank was, you. That was from like May 12th, 1995, I want to say was the date on that. It was 95. It was 95 for sure. Yeah, this is also the first indication we see that Dipper has a crush. Uh, that was adorable. Oh yeah, that was also one of my, uh, another one of the gags that I really, really laughed at. Hey, look over there. What? <laughs> and the hair. Oh, oh yeah, my that, God. That was so funny. I can't believe she, he like was able to flip all that hair over her head in one swoop. Like she has so much hair. It's comic. It's it's comical hair. It runs on 
comedy logic like Roger Rabbit. Of course it does. When Dipper's like scribbling down on a clipboard and you look at it and it says I'm it says I am pretending to write something down. I, I wrote how I imagine AJ takes notes during episodes. Because I don't know what your notes look like, but I know you, at least in the beginning, you didn't write down as much as me. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I could literally send you the text document that I uh, that I used for last time. But yeah, funny thing, I don't have any notes right now. I'm just uh, going off of the wiki as a quick reference. You hack. You know this. I'm a bad podcast <laughs> host. So when Mabel like chews up the gum and shows everybody the brain shape that brought back memories of when I was a kid and I would whenever I ate Skittles I would take one of each color and chew them all at once and then I would like take them out and it would be this like multicolored lump of candy <laughs> of just chewed up candy and it was disgusting but I thought it looked so cool uh that's adorable yeah May uh Mabel has a lot of <laughs> really funny food moments in this episode especially with the smile dip oh yeah I think that was just a way to get her out of the way but she's also kind of having her own little adventure in her mind <laughs> Alex Hirsch predicted the kinder eggs a uh, fiasco that happened way before this did it I thought it was way after they were banned in like 2001 I did not know this but anyway I th- I just think the, uh, the the smile dip packaging, I found that kind of funny, especially since it kind of looks like it was clearly made in Scandinavia. And then I had a thought like, oh, of course, it's Scandinavian. They are all about their candy. So the there's a sign on one of the trees when they're leaving the mystery shack that I never noticed before that says, come back now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I kind of I kind of read it as come back now. No, it's it's. It's supposed to be a riff on, like, come back soon. It's come back now. Spend more money here. <laughs> yeah, that's that definitely uh, seems funnier. Come back now, please. We need you. <laughs> How you do, fellow kids? It's break time. And I know you're going to dig this week's sponsor. It's totally lit, fam. And that's no ball cap. Are, are the Gen Zers gone? Great. Because this one's for all you 90s kids. This episode of Into the Falls is proudly sponsored by... Now that's what I call offensive 90s rap. Remember the 90s? Pogs, baggy clothes, rebelling against your parents. Relive those memories with the new CD. Now that's what I call offensive 90s rap. Sing along to all those hot beats that made your parents ground you endlessly. Like, I won't listen to you. You wanna run my life? You wanna give me rules? You better get up off my back, cause you're so uncool. I am my own person, I'll do what I do. You can try to tell me better, I won't listen to you. Bust out your boombox and jam to the chart-topping smash, school uniform. Tucking in a shirt is lame, and no one likes a collar. So sag your pants, turn your cast back, and let me hear you holla. And who could forget that timeless classic, Homework's Whack. Homework's Whack. whack. Parents are whack. whack. School is whack. whack. Teachers are whack. whack. The principal's whack. whack. And so whack. much more. You may have a job, family, and a mortgage, but with this CD, they won't take your soul. Who's they? You figure it out. It's Now That's What I Call Offensive 90s Rap. Now out on GTF Records, Tapes, and CDs. The real talk that's too hot for geezers. Really, I heard it killed a couple way back when. Now that's what I call offensive 90s rap. It's not a real CD, and we at Into the Falls are not responsible for you falling for this dumb parody ad. Don't do drugs, stay in school, make sure there's enthusiastic consent, and eat your vegetables. 
I think that's a perfect segue to talk about what the hell Stan was watching throughout all this. I may be the Duchess, but I'm also a woman. Yes, yes, in your face, Elizabeth. <laughs> it's just like my life. <laughs> In a way. I'm fairly sure her mom in that movie is just supposed to be Elizabeth II. Because it's the same character model as the wax as the wax figure of Elizabeth II in Headhunters. And her name is Elizabeth. So it's like... That would be amazing. Again, Alex Hirsch nailing another prediction with The Crown. It's probably Helen Mirren playing her. She's played Elizabeth II so many times. Oh, yeah. What kind of actor name was that, uh, that, uh, that, 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 that second guy? Saunter, Hamter, Saunter, ha- Bluggett, Hampter, Fuppenshire. How many takes did that did that require to get that get through that? Probably a lot. Who writes this stuff? Honestly, Jane Austen. You remember when we did the Topolino Pride and Prejudice? It was the same thing. That was a highlight. That's on my YouTube channel, by the way. AJ the Blue Jay. Yeah, I um, I talk about crack in it. Yes, and remember, kids, crack is whack, and so is Smile Dip. So is homework. So is homework. Don't do your homework. Skip your classes. Slap your girlfriends right on there. Moving on. Shine your shoes, wipe your face. (laughs) I didn't get that joke for so long. There's a lot of stuff in Shrek a lot of people didn't get until way later on. Yeah. What was I about to say? I wrote down where's the peepus because when Stan's watching the old timey movie, it says gowns by Pippi. Where's all the peepus? I just love how, uh, how, how so not into this Stan is. And then we come back to him and it's like, oh, he's, he's totally into this now. He has no choice but to be into it. He can't find the remote and he refuses to stand up except to get ice cream. That's a personal problem. That's like one time. So when I was in high school, um, I would always record Disney movies whenever they would play on TV and they were always playing on Disney Junior. So Cinderella 3 was on it once and I was recording it and our DVR back then, you had to be on the channel in order to record it, which is a dumb system. It's the dumbest recording system I could possibly think for TV because the whole thing is that you can't watch it, but it has to be on while you're recording. That is stupid. So I like got home from school, right? I got home from somewhere and my dad got home and my mom was just like standing in the kitchen while Cinderella 3 was playing on the TV. And my dad's like, what is this? And she's like, well, Mary was recording Cinderella 3 and I was going to turn it off, but then like I kind of got into it. (laughs) It's like she has to go back in time and like the prince doesn't remember her <laughs> so dipper's getting a little big for his big for his britches <laughs> yeah i i really like the moment where he just goes up onto the roof of the dusk to dawn and very very try hardy tries to pull the the vent cover off just so he can prove himself to wendy and her friends and you know what he does and good for him he shows up because wendy called him a little kid and he's not a little kid he's a big boy he's 13 Technically a teen. Technically a teen. 13 year olds get like so hung up on that technicality. Yeah. And like I had a friend in middle school who like pointed that out. She's like, yeah, I don't think you're really a teenager until you're like 14 because 13 year olds are all like, oh my God, I'm 13. This is when we were like 12. (laughs) Yeah. You're 15 and you think you know everything. And then it's like, oh, no, I didn't. You're 15. And when somebody tells you they love you, you're going to believe them. Because you're 15 feeling like there's nothing to figure out. Nah, 15 is the age where you know everything. And damn it all if anybody gets in your way on Twitter. This has been another segment of uh, cultural references that AJ does not understand. Feel free to bully him in the YouTube comments or on our Twitter page at the Falls Cast, Or leave us a review on iTunes and uh, talk about how dumb he is.
Rate us five stars, though. Rate us five stars, but uh, feel free to absolutely tear him apart. Make him ashamed of himself. Oh, look, Dancy Pants Revolution. There was, okay, speaking of Holland's University, my Holland's friends will know this, all five of you who are out there. We had this place called the Free Store, which is where you would just put stuff that you didn't want, but you couldn't really justify throwing away, and anyone could just take whatever they wanted. I got a lot of clothes from there. And for months, freshman year, there was a Dance Dance Revolution pad in there. Wow. There was no way to, like, hook it up. It was just there. Yep. That just kind of reminds me of uh, all the Wii balance boards and, like, Wii wheels that I see sometimes. We still have ours. Nice. Yeah, the balance board doesn't work anymore, though. Aw. I'm sure that DDR pad worked, though. I'm, I'm sure if you could find, like, a PlayStation or whatever system that game was on to hook it up to, it would work. But nobody had those because I started college in 2016. Yeah. The old people dying from the non-offensive rap is pretty much uh, my dad when he hears one of us say the F word. <laughs> it is a cardinal sin in his presence. You know, this is kind of a twist that I should have uh, should have been looking out for, but I really, really didn't. Like, I mean, of course, it's, it's, there, it's a big spooky ghost story, and there's a lot of freaky stuff that happens, and then it's like, oh, the ghosts actually died from inoffensive rap music. They died from teenagers. They died from teenagers. I was gonna finish that sentence, but <laughs> I was pausing, so that's on me. So this is the genesis of the creature known as... I mean, go, go ahead and finish as... the sentence. Go ahead and finish the sentence. How ironic is it that you said that while interrupting another sentence? I'm not I'm not trying to call you out. I'm just saying that's what happened. <laughs> that is what happened. But this is the genesis of the creature known as Aoshima. Oh, yes. Yeah. So that's how to pronounce his name. Apparently. And the code at the end, before I forget it like last time... Oh, yes. Tell us about the code. Is onwards Aoshima. <laughs> that is the code. I mentioned it. I did not forget it this time. I forget it like every other episode, but not this time. Huzzah for Mary. She remembered the code. Speaking of credits, Jason Ritter is not credited as Jason Ritter for the first few episodes, if you notice. I did not notice. He's credited as Jason Morgan, which I think is his... It's his middle name, and I think it's his mom's maiden name. I mean, that's what uh, that's what the wiki says, Jason Morgan Ritter. Yeah, because there's some there was some kind of like contract thing where like he couldn't be credited under his real name for some reason for a certain amount of time. Uh, but eventually, that changed. Yeah. By the way, can a creature like Aoshima only be created with uh, under the influence of Smile Dip, or do you think Mabel would have created something like that on her own? Sober. I think it's not out of the realm of possibility that she would come up with it, but she wouldn't have this super like immersive experience with it without the smile dip, I don't think. Yeah. And my other question is, when is she going to make her comic book debut with Alshima? We'll just have to wait. That's going to be on her terms. You know, she's trying to get that book deal with Dark Horse. That's the only uh, comic publisher outside of Marvel and DC that I know exists. Oh, wait, no, because uh, Joe Books went out of business. Uh, Boom Studios. We hate them. IDW? Yeah, IDW. That's how uh, Caveman Darkwing Duck introduces himself. <laughs> it took me a moment to get that. IDW. IDW. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of a caveman riff on the Darkwing Duck speech, and I can't. <laughs> I'm not a good at improv. I terror that flapid night. I rock that crush other rock. <laughs> I D-W. <laughs> Darkwing's off to the side like, good job, you're doing really well. No, he's not. Great, great.
It's great. Um, it's all great. So Dipper and Mabel kind of being in with this group of teenagers, but not really on their level because they're younger. And they're like half their size, too. Yeah, they're very tiny for 12-year-olds. Yeah, it reminds me of like kind of the dynamic that my little sister and I used to have with all our cousins, because most of them on my dad's side of the family are way older than us. There's one who's my age, but that's like it. And um, every year we take this trip into the mountains and they always wanted to like go jumping into the river from the bridge or just like play drinking games, play cards against humanity, that kind of thing. And I never, because we started taking those trips when I was like 11. And until I was like 17, I never felt comfortable enough to do that stuff with them because they were so much older than me. And like, I was like a little timid. I was like, scared to really try the sort of rebellious teen stuff but when I was 17 like it was such a shock to them because they I don't think they'd seen me since like the year before and I was just like swearing around them I was like drinking with them I was playing I was winning cards against humanity and they were like what the hell is happening I remember one of them it might have even been my sister they were just like Mary say fuck and I'm like fuck and they're like oh my god like I remember them just like all yelling when I did that that's amazing. They were really, really clutching their pearls at that. And you know, that's that kind of growth just happens. It's not even like it's not even clutching their pearls. It's just like, who is this? Like, you are not the same person you were. <laughs> yeah, but you are. And that's just the kind of progression that happens sometimes. Yeah. So that's that's kind of where I was when I was around Dipper and Mabel's age. I was just like, oh, you guys are the you guys are the big kids. I don't want to. I don't need to do this. <laughs> Yeah, meanwhile, Dipper really, really wants to be on their level because that's where Wendy is. That's where Wendy is, is like twice his height. Yeah. By the way, that that shot of Dipper actually being kept awake at night thinking about Wendy, that was that was something. Classic. That's I mean, if there's anything I can say about this show for certain, it's something. It is. Have you said that in like every episode? I mean, I don't remember. We record these so sporadically that I uh, I forget everything the moment I hit stop recording. All right, let's go through the raw audio. The raw audio, if you will. Let's pick it through, like Indiana Jones. So Wendy has like a funky little walk cycle when she's going to leave work. She's just kind of walking with her arms like, you can't see me, but can you like picture what I'm doing? Kind of walking. Yeah. I'm trying to make, make swishing noises with the blanket so you know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't, I didn't notice that at first, but then I suppose that can be just like blended into stuff like that can be blended into a character's personality that you just don't really notice it you're just like oh that's them hey aj yeah without looking at the wiki page right now can you tell me who voiced wendy's friend robbie uh boy robbie was uh the the goth guy black guitar Mm mm-hmm I feel like you're leading me into saying Alex Hirsch. Nope. Uh, then I don't know. It was T.J. Miller. You know what? Of fucking course it was T.J. Miller. Oh boy, how did I not get that? Voice of Fred in Big Hero 6. Voice of Gene in the Emoji Movie, everyone's favorite film. Uh, that one guy from Silicon Valley. Never seen Silicon Valley, but yeah. He's in the Deadpool movies, which I also haven't seen. He's reportedly a giant asshole. <laughs> Nonetheless, he does play Robbie. Yep. Uh, by the way, I gotta check, because uh, when Mabel started speaking in that possessed voice, I swear, my first thought was, Taurus Bulba? 
Nope. You're right in that it's an actor, it's an African-American actor with a middle name starting with M. Oh, it's Kevin Michael Richardson. Kevin Michael Richardson. It's your boy, Sheriff Blubs. Boy, he gets around. Most voice actors do. That is very true. And you know what? Good for him. That was amazing. Is it still him playing him when uh, the old man is talking in its regular voice? Uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's somebody else. Yeah, it had to be, right? Ken Jenkins voiced a paw oh yeah i forgot i read that on wikipedia yeah i took off the blanket because it was getting way too hot that's fine uh so if the audio is less than ideal from here on out you'll just have to deal with it that's fine i mean as long as you're wearing headphones (laughs) yeah ken jenkins had a recurring had a regular role on scrubs which is a show i haven't seen much of but i know he played like the old cranky doctor i don't know who that who that was only thing i've ever seen of scrubs is of course uh the dance the fortnite dance origination and of course the the song by tlc which is totally not related to the show scrubs yeah because it's no scrubs it's the opposite of scrubs yes the podcast sarah and michael save christmas formerly it's a duck blur uh did an episode about the christmas episode of scrubs and when they whenever they said ken jenkins i thought ken jennings the jeopardy guy <laughs> and i was like what when was he an actor when was he like a comedic actor as well as jeopardy champion boy that guy sure got around it after jeopardy huh but no it's a uh, ken jenkins old man jenkins old man Mac- Gucket. Who's not in this episode? No, he's not. So there are a lot of very funny expressions in just this one, like, five-second scene where Dipper goes to get a bag of ice out of the freezer, and then, like, you see this close-up on his face, and he's just making- he's just like- Oh, yes. You can see the sweat (laughs) dripping down, and then what the hell was up with that- monster thing that appears it's it's a brain it's got tentacles and it's got eyes on tentacles it's the brain thing from evil con Carn, probably i never saw that show and then it's um he has a really great face when he's like scrambling to close the door oh it's yeah. just a lot of like if you pause that scene at any point it's just s- such a funny image yeah it's so inter- when they find sorry but it's interesting i was kind of iffy on the qu- the quality of the animation through this episode, like as far as uh, lip sync was kind of off in a lot of areas. And then you've got this really, really nice fluid animation of Dipper just scrambling to get this cooler closed. That'll happen once in a while. Yeah. On really any show, like just all of a sudden it'll be like, oh my God, the movement. <laughs> yeah. It's just a matter of what budget allows people to fix and what they have to live with. Yeah. And that was like a big thing throughout the show is like people would point out animation errors and Alex Hirsch would just be like, yeah, we know we didn't have time or money to deal with it. Sorry. Yeah. yeah it was funny. Ella Chessery from Mystery Shack Look Back used to run a blog po- that would point out it was either the one... Yeah, it was Awkward Gravity Falls screen caps, I think, which was just like screen caps that looked off because there was another one that was for pointing out animation errors. And I don't think that was her. I think that was somebody else, but I could be wrong. Um, So and Alex Hirsch was just kind of going on a tangent in one commentary about like, okay, the kid out there who like really cares about this animation error, you never caught that one, but we did. And that was uh, Seuss having the question mark missing. So when they did that episode, Charlie like played the audio for her and they were like, who do you think he's talking about? And she's like, I... Don't know. <laughs> that's, not, that's not what she said, but it, it was basically that conversation. <laughs> There's a sign in the background when they're like messing around in the convenience store that says cat lit 99 cents. <laughs> Again, I never noticed that until today. 
That cat's lit. In all caps, cat lit. Cat lit. Some lit cats. Oh, yeah. I love that uh, we get a taste of this big, huge embarrassment from Dipper's childhood called the Lammy Dance. And then it turns out, oh, that's how he's going to save everybody from this cosmic horror. That's the sacrifice he needs to make. That was the goat they were referring to all along. Hell, Dipper's just a goat for just doing this. Like, oh, my goodness. What an embarrassment embarrassment but kudos kudos to wendy for really having his back at the end yes you know she was she was ready to sell him out but then she was like you know what that's not what a cool teen does a cool teen has her friends back yeah and lies to make them look cooler he zipped his lips for me i'ma zip my lips for him it's only fair yeah i I think that really like seals how likable wendy is that like she's not just this inaccessible, unattainable, cool kid. She like has morals. And she she cares about Dipper. Yeah, yeah, they're friends. They're friends. It's it's really really wholesome. She's like, <laughs> this is a little boy, but he's my friend. Yeah, and I'm gonna look out for him. Also, I want to point out the uh, the hilarious twist uh, on uh, on Mabel's little joke in the van. How she crosses out like. You stink. And then writes, you look really nice today. And then she's just not having it uh, going through her smile dip hangover. First time I had a proper hangover was at the Doge's Palace in Venice, Italy. Oh, wow. What was what was the poison of choice that night? Um. Okay, so it was when I was studying abroad. We did a weekend in Venice and there was like a whole thing where I, I technically got deported from Italy back to the UK. I had to get an emergency passport. I came back the next day, so I was only there for one night. But like I went out drinking with, with a bunch of my classmates. And I don't remember exactly what the alcohol I had was. I had an Aperol spritz and I had a vodka lemonade. Uh, so yeah, I got super drunk. One of my classmates had to link arms with me and uh, walk me back to the hotel so I wouldn't, like, fall in the canals. And she was an absolute angel because, like, just in day-to-day life, she uh, was a very nice person. And I was just, like, talking her ear off on the way back about my Gravity Falls fan fiction. And she was just being, she was just listening. She was just humoring me, like, yeah, that, 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 that sounds nice. Those friends are ride or dies in the end. Like, really. Yeah, I had, like, a group during that semester where it was... It was just like, it was four of us. It, was, it wasn't that girl. Like some, sometimes we would hang out with her, but it was mostly uh, me, one of my best friends, one of her, be- and then two more of her best friends. We made like this list at the beginning of the semester of everything we wanted to do. And we didn't, I don't think we did most of it, at least not as a group. Yeah, but uh, Venice happened. So we got back to the hotel, uh, threw up in the bathroom, got like four hours of sleep, uh, then didn't eat enough at breakfast. So when we were, like, going on our tour of the Doge's Palace, I started feeling, like, really lightheaded and nauseous, and uh, I was exhausted, and, uh, yeah. Man, that sucks. I mean, I guess I'm thankful I haven't had an experience like that, but I think I mostly attribute it to the fact that I have a very hard limit. Pardon the... Actually, don't pardon the pun. That was a great pun. Yeah, usually, like, uh, I guess you could call it one or two, quote, standard drinks is usually, usually puts me in a place where, like, yep, this is as much as I want to feel. I'm done. I'm usually at least tipsy after a glass of wine. I'm I'm a lightweight. Yeah. I've been getting, like, a little better, but, like, the thing is I don't drink often, so I haven't really built up my tolerance. I only drink when I want to get drunk, and that's not a whole lot, which is probably good. Yeah. All right. My AirPods just gave me the indication that they're dying, so we might want to wrap this up. Oh, no! Um, okay, what else is in my notes? What else is in my notes? I feel like I had something else. I have, how do you high-five with only four fingers? Uh, I have Wendy that is barely a dance because when they're having the random dance party for no reason, she's just kind of moving her arm like this. (laughs) 
Uh, she terrified Seuss. Oh, yeah. Seuss was just confused and petrified out right out of the episode. We don't see him again after that scene. Seuss was warning us. Seuss wanted no part in it. He he knows his limits. Yep. Or maybe he's already been to the dark to dawn and he's like, no, dude, I did my time. I ain't going back. He's had his rebellious teenage years. He doesn't need to have any more ghost shit. Seuss is chill. I think that's pretty much everything that... Oh, yeah. Uh, When they find, like, the outlines of the dead bodies, uh, the one of the old lady looks like Gideon. Looks like a bigger version of Gideon. At least the hair. It does? Oh, I gotta... I gotta look back at that. Yeah. Also, when Wendy says, like, yeah, those are all just normal teenage things, and Dipper's like, say that again. I don't get that trope, because you wouldn't need them to say it again. Like, you just have the thought that you had. You don't need them to say it again in order to, like, process it. You know what they just said. Well, I I feel like that would help in processing it quicker, because then you're like, oh, did they say that? I'm not crazy, am I? And then they say it again, and they're like, yes, I know I'm not crazy. This is gonna work. Yeah, but, like, even if Dipper had misheard her somehow, that doesn't mean that he wasn't on to something. I mean, I can understand that. All right, well... AJ's AirPods are running out of battery. I have to pee again and finish making my donuts. So I think it's time to s- we say goodbye to all our company. D-O-N-A-L-D-D-U-C-K exclamation point. G-R-A-V-I-T-Y-F-A-L-L-S. That works. Uh, what's the next episode called? Oh, I almost forgot that's a thing we do. Uh, what is the next episode called? Oh, I have the wiki page up. Uh, back button. Uh, scrolling up. Don't, 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 don't. It is my job. I take it very seriously. I think I know what it is, but I want to make sure. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I did not know what it was. The next episode is Dipper versus Manliness. Well, you know what? I'm glad you still said it because I was about to say Dipper versus Madness. But then when when isn't a Gravity Falls episode Dipper versus Madness? That's why it's not called that. It would be redundant. Exactly. So Dipper- it'd be like calling it up. Ep- it would be like calling an episode magic shit happens. That's uh, that's that's just Harry Potter, Harry Potter and all the magic shit that happens. Yep. So until next time, when we go up against the construct of gender, this has been into the falls trust no one this has been into the falls you can find me at mabel page pines on twitter and instagram that's mabel p-a-g-e pines i'm also may page on youtube and film knife on medium and wordpress that's where i post my film reviews and essays editorials etc you can follow the show on twitter at the falls cast all one word and into the falls podcast on youtube and i will hand it off to aj my fandom of choice is Disney Ducks and their many spinoffs, so for lots of that, follow me on Twitter at AJ underscore the underscore Blue Jay or Tumblr at AJ dash the dash Blue Jay. Into the Falls is hosted and produced by Mary McKeon and AJ Sanchez with music by Kevin McLeod. Thanks for listening and until next time, trust no one. It's probably- Ah!